Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of the Chaps Chat Cats. My name is Jake, and I'm joined in the virtual studio by Sambo and Johnny. How are you, chaps? Good. Yes, very good. How are you? Good. Very good. Obviously, our second run of the week this morning. Second time mm. in seven days doing progress the, on the our circuit. runs. <laughs> mm, progress on our runs, and technically, technically the third time in seven days. Actually, if you think about it, because we did this last Thursday as well. Thursday, Monday, Thursday. Uh, yeah, the maths, body is the still holding check, up. Yeah. My Being first good. run in seven days because I missed the other two. When was the last one you did, John? Johnny, how long have you been? Have you missed, did you miss? Uh, it would have been about two weeks ago. Okay. How did it feel getting back into it? Oh, fine. Absolutely fine. No side effects. No issues. It felt like I hadn't missed one. Very good. Perfect. You, you hit that uh, rest and recuperation period perfectly. Not yep. so long to atrophy, but just long enough to rejuvenate and hit the ground running. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what you want to us. Strike, strike that sweet balance where you're not atrophied and you're not overworked. And you, you've hit it, John. You've hit it. Um, was was definitely um, noticing a bit of definition on the old calf muscles there, Johnny. I was running behind you for a little oh, while, okay. and it looks like even the last, you know, the 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 month or so that we've been doing this, I feel like I'm seeing an increase in definition. So just some. Some positive feedback there for you. Good progress there. Uh, Sambo didn't get the guns out today, which no. was a bit sad. You know, I didn't like what he showed today. You know, the, the <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The rabid, reckon... the rabid crowds of people just swanning over me was too much. They just, to... <laughs> <laughs> they just like shit. People just can't, you know, can't believe it. You know, godlike. You got, you got to get down to the lake. <laughs> Sam's got a juicy pump in before his run. Right. He's, he's, he's just bulging. Yeah. The, the 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 guns are bulging. Yes. All right, let's uh, yes, away from juicy pumps and onto the footy. Um, <laughs> Speaking of juicy pumps, this one those balls. Yeah, that's right. They pump up nicely. Oh yes, they do. <laughs> let's let's do it. Um, a lot to talk about. In, in, and actually, do you know what? I've got a little bit of. Um, news to talk about first news um, and that's, the that's news. Some personal news for the chaps for the, for the chaps i'm pregnant no um there's really? obviously congratulations done... i wasn't going to say anything look you're handing it handing handing around <laughs> compliments and i was going to say well you looked a little bloated jake <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say, you had a very natural glow going on there <laughs> thank just, you just, just <laughs> effervescence about you. Uh, thank you yeah yeah no it's no, great no um how many weeks uh, so no, we, now? i'm in the 13th trimester as 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 it oh, stands no. um so the <laughs> the <laughs> defies all logic yeah. um so that no, right 200 plus episodes 10, 30 trimesters will <laughs> that's right 30 <laughs> trimesters i'm in the 13th so i'm you know just over a third of the way there um the so we've had um, 200 episodes plus. I think this is episode 203, 202 or 203, nice. um, which was well great. 
we didn't celebrate it at all at the time when we cleared 200. So we're celebrating like number 202 or 203, whatever this is. But the key we'll point I just want to shout out the listeners is we hit over a thousand listens for the fourth month in a row consecutive Woo. four months. So yep. that's massive. Yeah. Thank you to ev everyone who listens. You're an absolute champion. Um, I've noticed a few more five-star reviews popping through on the old Spotify, Apple podcast. Oh, so if you lovely. like the podcast, if you like listening, uh, go on over and give us a five-star rating. Would muchly, muchly appreciate it. Um, yeah. All right. Let's get into this. The Cats v. The Saints week 23. Can't believe it. The season, home and away season is almost done and dusted. Just this game and one more down at Cadinia Park against the Doggies to go. Chaps, we head into this one. It's been creeping up. It's like, oh, this one, you know, in, in an ideal world, we'd win. Well, this one, we'd kind of want to win. This one kind of feels like a must win. We're down to absolute must win the next two games if we want to feature, if we want to have any scrap of hope to make finals in 2023. What are your thoughts going into this one? A, a legitimate do or die, our season actually now mathematically on the line. Um, yeah, excited, keen for it. Um, looking interesting to see what the team is going to be because of injuries to key players yet again. It feels like this continues on the yearly trend. Um, yeah, I think it's it's doable. They definitely can win the next two. They just got to play the four quarters and not do what they did against Collingwood, where they come out play one really good quarter, then fall asleep for two, and then come back and try and nearly win it in the last. I think they need to get two good quarters in quick and basically bury the Saints nice and early because the Saints can move it quickly and move it really well. And they did that against whoever they played last week. Um, Richmond blew them out of the water pretty quickly. So don't think that if that happens, it could be a very long night if we just let the Saints play the way they want to play. We need to get get there, smash them, have Dangerfield playing well, Cameron playing well, mid midfield play a really good quarter, a really good game throughout the entire game. Um, and defence play like they normally do. But, yeah, it's, it's a hard one to say, yes, we'll win it, or yeah, no, we won't win it, because Saints are a tricky team. They feel like they're a tricky team this year to know where they, they are at. They can play really, really well, or possibly not. But, yeah, I, in my heart, I say they can do it. Absolutely. It's just a matter of needing to string those quarters together better than what they have been to give themselves a really good shot. Yeah, yeah, Same absolutely. It, it's one of those one of those absolutely should, uh, could and must. <laughs> um, so I, I I think I think we don't really have many excuses not to win this one, which is a good position to be in. Because if we come away not having won it, then it, at least you'll probably feel like, well, we just, we just, you know, this, that may be final definitive proof that, that, that we've been scraping for all year of going, 
are we contenders? Are we is like we know what our best potential is, but is our potential actually a potential this year? Like, can we reach that potential this year? You know, and if we if we if we drop this one, I think it'll be, um, you know, not not that making finals is the be all and end all. So I don't mean definitive proof in in that respect, but just I think this is one of those things where it's, you know, we've we've had better form. We've been playing well, better. We've, you know, a lot of the the guys that have been in there um, have built in some form. Players like Atkins are performing the way we want them to. Um, so I think. Yeah, there's there's really no good excuse. There might be reasons why we lose, but there's no good excuses for why we why we lose. Um, so I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty confident, but not in a um not in an arrogant way. Like St Killer could absolutely get it over. It's like I'm I'm in no way in under some illusion that this is going to be a cakewalk, and there's just no way we can lose it. But as with most rounds, I'm confident because of the the potential that this team has, the depth that, uh, that these, this team has to draw on. It's just like John said. It's just whether we will, and if we do, can we do it for more than just a couple of quarters, a quarter or two. Um, also, obviously, waiting somewhat nervously on that team announcement with some of those injury tests. Um, yeah, that will be that's going to be an interesting one. So I'm um, keeping an eye on, on that as soon as it comes through. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like one for me where I sort of think uh, I've had my jokes at sort of Ross Lyon and St Kilda's expense. You know, oh, typical Ross Lyon team. You know, typical this, typical that. Um, but you know, one one thing I would say about Ross Lyon teams is they are they make themselves very difficult to destroy, you know, it, yeah. and, and even just St Kilda in general, you know, like if you look back at the history of our games, yeah, we beat them by 45 points the last time we played them in August last season. Um, but before that, they beat us 90 to 80. They were, I think they were the last team to beat us before that unbeaten run. Because um, I remember talking, mm. we, you know, we had that podcast about, you know, we're at five and four or whatever the record was at that point, you know, are, are we going to do anything about this? Are we actually going to ever turn this around? Um, and then, you know, what happened happened before that we beat them by 14 points back in 2021, 13, 785 to 11, 571. So fairly close for games. Um, what really interests me chaps about this matchup is, as you said, the injury factor. If Stanley doesn't go and he was a fitness test, we have no Blixarves. We have no Segler, no Toby Conway to come in and debut. Possibly no down Hawkins. to like, uh, yeah, Shane no Rowan, <laughs> Coning. Yeah, exactly. Our other backup, uh, Ruckman, Gary Rowan. So, like, they're, they're, that's an important injury. And the other thing that really intrigued me was just looking at the stats of where St. Kilda ranks in some key areas. So you guys would probably agree uncontested possessions. One of the areas where like teams generally this season, if they've been able to rack up a lot of uncontested ball on us, they can spread us out, make us work. 
and, and, and sort of pick us apart. That's, you know, been a hallmark of the loss to Frio. Uh, it was a hallmark of both losses to Fremantle, I think, if I, if I remember correctly. Um, St Kilda currently second in the competition for uncontested possessions, 242.1 per game. Now, don't let that fool you into thinking they can't do contested. They are the fourth ranked contested possession side in the competition uh, with 140.7 per game. And to go with that uncontested possession, they are second for marks, 101.6. They're only 0.3 of a mark per game behind uh, behind Essendon. And unlike Essendon, who rank second last in tackles, St. Kilda are third in tackles per game, 65.1. So I believe if you look at um, total disposals, the Saints are number one in the competition. So they're number one in disposals. They are number two in uncontested. They're number four in contested. They're the worst team in the league for clearances. They even rank 0.1 below West Coast, but then they are one of the best tackling sides. They're one of the best marking and possessing the ball teams. Like this is a, I, I think if Kat, if Geelong plays to their potential, then yeah, we should, we should back ourselves to beat anyone. But this is not like just going over to play like West Coast or something. Like the Saints are sixth. They've been in mm. the eight all year. And they are really strong in some areas that have really troubled us this season. Absolutely. Um, it's still just that uncontested disposal one that is probably the biggest issue for me with the Cats. It's just not just letting teams just use it as freely as they are at the moment and not really putting the pressure on, getting that pressure gauge up. And we're seeing when they do put the pressure on and do shut down the uncontested ball, they can dominate. They're really good. They're really good with the un, with the contested ball, with putting pressure on, moving it around really quickly and efficiently. Mm. But as soon as they start, you know, that chipping it around, moving it back and forward, switching it, it just feels like the cats are in trouble there. Um, I think again, as we said, against when they played the bombers, just got to. Not let him use that uncontested ball so as much because mm. that will hurt us in the long run. And it just gets other teams into the game. And I think that's one that happened against Collingwood was able to chip it around and then get working themselves into the game and then go from there. And I think the same could happen against the Saints if if they let him do it. I think I think the Cats should have should have learned from last week against Collingwood. Just not let that uncontested ball go around as freely as they did. But then Saints are also really good in tackling, so that's another issue that they're going to have to work around. But I still got full faith in the Cats that they can do it and do it really well and pressure them and tackle well and use the uncontested ball a lot better than what we have. And it's just a matter of getting that confidence back into the team. Um, I think good positive is Dangerfield's playing really well. Oh, last play, last week played really well. Cameron's seemingly getting back to his normal self. Um, Atkins, super in the midfield again. Uh, it's just Holmes, really. Holmes, Rowan, some of the ones that are not 
higher up at that level, but I think Bruin can be sort of excused at the moment for that being new to the team. But I think Holmes, but I think I'd like to see Holmes do a bit more, add a bit more pressure, use his speed a bit more because I feel like he's sort of been a bit lax in that in the last few games. Yeah, the um, speaking of the midfield, yeah, the sorry, just just quickly, like before we get confirmation, it ruins my hypothetical. Um, the the strong rumor is that uh, Guthrie will be sub or play VFL this week. Do you guys feel if he's well enough to be the sub or the or play VFL, given the situation, the latter situation, all that stuff? Do you guys think that they should just play him? Yeah. Can I pass? <laughs> i say well it's a tough one i think my heart uh, i i just say yes because i'd like to see him out there but the logical part of me also thinks probably starting him in sub wouldn't be such a bad idea and just work him into it if they're not if he's not going to play i mean i understand that depends it fully depends on for me on the the medical scenario if he's playing, if he's only sub or VFL because they're not a hundred percent sure about his medical situation, then don't do either of those things and give him another yeah. week's rest. If if there's some medical, re- which makes me think that it's not the medical side of things, it's just the form side of things. And if we're talking form, match fix. I guess I guess my argument is I guess VFL helps, but it's like. He's, I think if he's, he's not someone should should need that much time, I guess, like at the VFL level, like compared to a really young player. And I feel like if you're gonna, if you want to give him a run, like we don't have a lot of game time left. So if you put him in sub and he comes in at half time and he has a quiet quarter where he works into it and then one really good quarter versus put him on at the start, he works into it for a half and then has a really good half. Like I don't know, I just I just feel like. Why not? Like I, I feel, I feel like a out of form Guthrie is probably a net positive. Yeah, I was gonna say if, if he's hundred percent right to go, like mm. um, injury free, all that, and not worried about the medical side, then yeah, I reckon just just play him. I think it's he'd be the right guy to bring in to help Dangerfield. And I, I think that's the one area that's sort of missing at the moment, especially with Blitz out. Yeah. You just don't have that foil for Dangerfield at the moment. And we need Could that you not? Dangerfield's off. Could you not have your cake and eat it too a little bit in terms of like select him and play him? And if he's not looking good, put in the person you would have selected ahead of him. Put them yeah. as the sub. Go, yeah, this that's guy probably, or Guthrie. That's the scenario and, I would rather. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's tough. He's been out for so long, um, and like really, let's face it. There's not really another like for like player in VFL to bring in. Like you're you're choosing to omit someone from the current side. If he's the sub, then it's Parfit that's going out, which I'm not. I'm not necessarily against. I've liked a lot of what Parfit's shown in terms of his effort and endeavor, but like the disposal efficiency and that sort of thing has still been below where you need it to be. So well, if, like if Rowan's out, then we could still have Guthrie and Parfit playing. Well that's we true. Still have that that's very missing. true. And then bring in someone else as a sub. Yeah, I mean hopefully the judging by those the the the, the team lineups, we could have a lot of outs. We could be missing Stanley. Yeah. 
Rowan. Um, so I think Rowan's Haw- Hawkins, a, Hawkins a might not be back. Yeah, I think I think I think, I I think Rowan's out. I think Rowan's missed the home and away. Yeah, um, and it's Stanley that's. Oh, a I did say that as well. Hawkins and Hawkins a test. I'm pretty sure he's a test. I think yeah, I think they're in a similar sort of boat. He, Nothing on the teams yet. Nothing on the teams. I've got the AFL app open, waiting for an email from the cats as well. Just waiting. But um, mm. yeah, they were saying that in the health update, they said Hawkins did a full training yesterday. So Wednesday was at full training. And it's just your fitness test to see where he's at and see if he's fit to play. So fingers crossed he is. So yeah, and I, I'd, I'd leave... Shannon, I, I Ewing, leave personally, if Hawkins yeah. isn't going to play, especially if Stanley doesn't play. Let's go. Even if Hawkins yeah. is playing and Stanley's out, then Neil, Neil, Brent Neil, in because he looks, he looks like he's bulked up. He did pretty well in the ruck the last week. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty good at below the knees as well. Um, yeah, I'll leave him in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, if, if we, uh, let's not talk about the, the, the theoreticals for the last two weeks until we've, we've got it in hand. I think that's something we'll probably discuss at a later date, but yeah, we haven't, still haven't got the team ins and outs. So let's start talking because I know we're on a, we're on a sort of a tighter deadline tonight. Let's talk then about one thing we want to see. Because this was interesting last week, we talked about a lot of stuff, and we, we actually got uh-huh. much of what we wanted to talk about. Got team selection. Didn't. Oh, all right. Let's do teams. Do teams. Yeah, sorry. All right. Um, so, ins. So, outs. Stanley's out with injury. Rowan's out with injury. In. Views and Hawkins. And in, Hawkins, well, good, good Hawkins in. Good, I'm um, good that Buse is yep. in. No, no word of Guthrie. No word of Guthrie. Um, okay. Not any emergencies. Emergencies are Path, so Conway, Mullen, and Menangola. And where have Conway listed as an emergency? Yeah. Hmm. Shannon Neal is in the fellow, so Shannon Neal will be rocking. Okay. I excellent. Is this the week we finally have Sam Menegola come back in? I I think they'll go Parfit as the sub, but I, I yeah, do just wonder. Yeah, I think that's the right call too. Parfit's yeah, kind yeah. of been a good injection of like effort around the contest. Yeah, yeah. I think he. I think Thoughts he's on... more what we're more what we're lacking than Menegola. Totally, hundred um, percent. What a. I think that was probably something we didn't talk about enough on the recap pod. I probably didn't think about it enough. It was just like the impact that Rowan going out of that game made. Mm. Oh, yes. Like we'd had, and I, and I understand it wasn't him that had the tackles inside 50, but we had two tackles inside 50 in the last quarter, then didn't have one for another two quarters. And we, we had another couple in the last term. But I, I feel like he was set to make an impact and and I yeah. just feel like we we go downhill as soon as he's not there. As as we've sort of mentioned a lot, like he's much more valuable to the team than he is to the media and even a lot of fans. Like I think 
he's he's yeah. always brought up by the other like as a as such a team a teamsman um and i think you were the one that was talking about jake not he's not someone that is a good indicator of when the team's on he's someone that can make the team on when they're not on Do you know what I mean? like he, he's someone mm. that can actually set the tone as opposed to you know accurately portray the tone and i think i think that's that's true. Like you said, it wasn't necessarily him laying the tackles, although he did lay one classic Brown tackle. Um, but it wasn't necessarily him laying the tackles. But I think just the the impact he has on that side is vastly yeah. underrated. And we looked, yeah, decidedly flat-footed. Collingwood took took their injury, like you said, so so well. And in fact, it probably gave them a bit of an edge over such a top-heavy mm. Geelong squad. Yeah. Um, that. More going out actually seemed to give them a bit of life, whereas Rowan going out kind of left us really flat-footed. So, uh, yeah, I think, also, we, I think we will miss him. Also, Saints have made no changes at all. It's interesting. And it's Lucky Max then. Holmes' <laughs> 50th game to, um, on Saturday evening. Nice. Nice. Wow. Well, maybe this will be... Jake's been talking about Holmes' breakout uh, game. Maybe this will be the one... <laughs> Hopefully. I, I just feel like he's been threatening all year. Like, yeah. and he's kind of been de- derailed. Like, I thought he was in form at the start of the year, kind of derailed when he, you know, had that reoccurrence of his injury and that sort of thing. I think I'm remembering that right. He was out for a yeah. little bit again with a, yeah. with a hamstring. Like, I just feel like, you know, it's, it's going to happen sort of thing. It's going to happen soon, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just really interested to see how this all plays out. And and speaking of Rowan, like we were talking about, you know, players who we don't have a like for like replacement for. I, I think mm. that's something we need probably to see more of from some of our forwards. And like, I guess it's going to rest on a player like Tyson Stengel. Um, is pressure inside the Ford 50. And it's another reason why I, I had so wished that someone like Ted Closey was available to play in the AFL side this year. Now, he's not fast like Rowan, but a little bit, I've said all season, Sam Pal Pepper is kind of my, you know, comparison. Kind of a sneaky sort of goal thief, but also really fierce at tackling and pressuring and, you know, trying to make sure the ball doesn't come out of the the attacking 50. And I just feel like we've probably lacked for that when Rowan hasn't been in this year. Um, I think, I think without so, Cameron and then yeah. with Cameron's where Cameron's been at as well, that's probably an underrated element of his game that he is, mm. has really dropped mm. off. You know, we all talk about his, his conversion of course, but like he wasn't laying five tackles a game, but he was someone last year and he, and earlier this year that could put that bit of pressure on to, to win a free yeah. kick, win an out of bounds, an out of bounds on the full or um, just lock him in there. Cause he's, I mean, he does roam up and up and down the ground a bit too. Like, you know, he is, he is a, like quite an athlete. Like he has got pace on him when he needs to. Um, and he's, he's got long, really long strides. Like he can close, yeah. close down gaps really fast. I think that that's something that's maybe, been hurt even possibly more than his um than his goal scoring is that yeah. split second 
snap decision making to close the distance um because that's just something you need you need that thing that Rowan has which is just you see him when he uh, you you again you you've talked about it, Jake you see on the broadcast when Rowan realizes he can make it mm. <laughs> and you see that decision to get made and the speed quadruple as he as he closes that distance um Chigo and... chasing down um a water beast or a that's right yeah and and Cameron's Cameron this year like he covers in the in the 50 but it's a very sort of meandering like he'll he'll move to the position he needs to move to cover the space and like shut down a little bit but he doesn't mm. like hassle and and pressure and like you really kind of probably need when they when everyone's at peak fitness you probably need him doing a bit of that because Hawkins can't do that and yet this year we've seen Hawkins doing that more than Cameron doing that you want mm. Hawkins not to have to worry about that and to Cameron to be Cameron to be one of the ones as well as like you said Stengel. But um yeah, I think I think Cameron should be sort of taking that under his uh, like into his repertoire as well. Hopefully we see Cameron yeah, moving up and down that ground on the weekend a bit more, as you're saying, Sam. Because yeah. Once you said I was realized I did just realize, yeah, I haven't seen Cameron up in the damn in the defensive area on the wing. Or uh, midfield as much in the last few games, and I think possibly just getting the confidence back in his game and his kicking, and hopefully the seven goals last week has done that for him, and now he can start roaming again and being that link player. It's interesting looking at last year's like average tackles inside fifty versus this year for like individual cats players. Mm. Hawkins last year averaged 1.3 tackles inside 50, and this year he's averaging 0. 0.6. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's basically halved his tackles inside 50 per game. And Jeremy Cameron was averaging 0. 0.8 tackles inside 50, so nearly one a game, and he's down to 0. 0.5. Um, so closer to one every two games. Uh, and in terms of totals, which is probably a little bit distorted because we played finals, we had three, uh, five players make 20 or more tackles inside 50 um, last season in total. And this year, we haven't had anyone clear 20 yet. So, it's a, again, it's a little bit distorted because we've, we've, we've played more games last season. But mm. the average tackles for Hawkins and Cameron is probably a little bit of an indication. Um, it, Brad Close as well. Like this year, he's averaging... Um, 0.9 tackles inside 50 per game. Last season, he was at 1.2. So, you know, now he's averaging slightly under one tackle per game. Last year, is averaging slightly more than one tackle inside mm. 50 per game. So just like little things like mm. that, I think, you know, can, can add up to make big differences. Um, so, yeah, anyway... I think that'll do it for us on on the public part of the show, chaps. We're going to go behind the Patreon thing. Actually, let's quickly do one thing you want to see. Keep it to like 30, 30 seconds each. Um, start with you, Sambo, then Johnny, and then I'll finish this out. What's what's I one like thing I might, you want to I see? I might be stealing something that one of you will probably say just because it's at the forefront of our mind, but that's right. I want to see we'll make the, back, the back line operating at peak stingy efficiency. 
Um, if I can expand out to not only like, I don't want it to take away from the midfield, you know, like last time we asked the midfield to work and we didn't realize that we'd asked the universe to take some, some output from the defense and put it into the midfield. That's not what we're asking for. We're mm. asking for both here. Um, but yeah, I'd would, I would really like to see, I would like to see Tom Stewart play a full game down back. I think, yeah. I think he could, he could work to be a really good midfielder. Like I, I love the idea of that experiment, but at this end of the year, you know, with with what's on the line, like I just think he's too he's way his experience is way too valuable to be wasted as someone that you know oh he he might just give us a bit of energy in the middle. Uh, like we have players <laughs> whose whose role it is to do that, and if they're not doing that, then that's a problem we need to fix with those players, not by robbing Peter to pay Paul. So I want Tom Stewart playing a full game down back lording it over the defense, frustrating the opposition and having his uh his minions in the back line working in sync and in unison to to frustrate St Kilda all game. Johnny. One thing I want to see. Oh, I'm gonna go with I want to see Cameron running up and down the ground, getting that getting on his long looping strides and helping the defence, midfield, and attack, and also kicking a few goals. But I think if we see him moving up and down that ground, I think we'll know he's back into his better form than what he's been in the last few weeks. So hopefully last week's seven goals has got him going. Yep. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I'm going to go with Tom Atkins. Um, I, I think you could mount a pretty strong argument. Last week was his career, like the best he's played, single game in his career. 30-plus touches, bunch of clearances, bunch of tackles, bunch of pressure acts. So I, I'd like to see him back that up. It doesn't have to be like 35 touches again, but like say like 25 touches, half a dozen clearances, half a dozen tackles. I just don't want to see a... I, we're talking about, you know, what we want to see, whether it's realistic or not. I don't want to see a slip back to like, oh, 16 touches, couple of clearances. You know, I'd love for him to master the art of getting, finding more of the footy. Yeah. Don't use him in a, in a defensive tagging negative role. Have him play as a ball winning contested midfielder. You know, give him that license because I think he's good enough. I think he showed last week with his ball use. He is good enough to use it well so all right that is it for the free part of the show we're going to go now take 10 minutes and do our patreon match predictions so if you want to join on the patreon three dollars fifty us per month over on patreon.com thanks so much to everyone who has listened we really appreciate it might see some of you at the footy on the weekend but until next time go cats go cats go cats go cats